The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Jim Clark, back from Alaska. Yes, back in, yeah. Back from the wilds. I was, yes. I don't know if you listened back to those, if you had a chance yet since you've been back. I know you've been kind of catching back up I have in not. life. Yes. But it's I been did, crazy, dude. It's been hectic since I've gotten I did back. mention that you were, you, you kind of went out there into the darkness. Yeah. Into the... Well, the, it wasn't much depth, darkness, but... The depths and crevices of Alaska. <laughs> yeah. So, um, obviously, dude, you got to talk about it real quick. How okay. was it? You had a good time? Oh, it was fucking awesome, dude. Oregon? You want to come back. Dig in Oregon? Um, yeah. Certain parts, yeah. that was yeah. cool. Certain parts of it. Yeah. Yeah, nice. it was a lot, a lot of fun, dude. I like just... I love the ocean. So, even when I was in Alaska, we went out and did a wildlife tour thing on the boat. I just love being by the ocean and being on the ocean. So, seeing the Oregon coast and Astoria and all that was awesome. And then nice. being up there and being by the water and in the ocean and in the woods. It's in the mountains, dude. It was unreal. So, now, now, yeah, let's talk Alaska, right? So, how long's the flight from Oregon to Alaska? Like three and a half hours. Are you from on Portland a window seat? to Anchorage. Um, oh. Were you looking out a window or no? On your way up? No, I wasn't. No, no, because I was writing in my journal a lot of the time, the way up. Oh, nice. Okay, um, Anchorage. That's where you land. Yes. What's your first in, like? What's the first thing? So, is it a bunch of you people? Are you all meeting in Anchorage, or are you all in the plane to Anchorage? No, we're all meeting in Anchorage. Okay. Everybody's flying in different times. I mean, there's a potential for you to be on the same flight, but you probably don't know because you really haven't met anybody. So, yet. when you get there, are you supposed to meet up with somebody or go somewhere? Um, well, you check into your hotel wherever you're staying. Um, you let the people leading the trip know that you're there, um, and then if you're not at staying at the same hotel they are, I stayed at the same one they did. Yeah. Um, they come and pick you up the next day to get started. Okay, so you stayed at the. So did you get there first, or was there people there already? No, there was people there already. Um, like especially the people leading the trip because they came in a day, uh, a day or two earlier. So they were at the hotel. Other or people at the came in earlier. Uh, yes, they were. They were actually. I don't know where. I think they were out picking equipment up. Okay. When I landed, so I got to the hotel, uh, hung out for a little bit, um, then I went out to dinner with them, and then we came back. I did a little laundry and went to bed. That was that was my my night after I got into Anchorage. So how did you get from the airport to the hotel? Oh, there's a um uh, uh a shuttle. Okay. That you got to call the uh, call the hotel, let them know you're there, and then they come and pick you up. What are you seeing around you, dude? Like, what's around? Is it countryside? Is it a uh, city? So I don't when know. I like, first, is so is when it I... little little Inuit huts? Like, what's, <laughs> no. what's going on out there? Um. So when I first landed and I'm coming off the uh, the gangway or whatever it's called yeah. into the airport, yeah, and I step into the terminal, it's floor to ceiling glass window oh across God. the way, and you see what I I think I'm pretty sure it was the uh, the Chugash Mountain Range in the distance, dude. And it was just unbelievable, and I stood oh. there for a second and I said, and this is at the fucking airport. <laughs> Said so the trip hasn't even started yet. This is just the fucking airport. I couldn't believe it, dude. That's insane. But yes, yeah, so you come out of the airport and it's kind of. Um, it's a little city. Cold. Um, 
No, it wasn't too bad in Anchorage. Really? No. Okay. No, it was like high 60s, low 70s. What? Or it was probably high 60s, mid to high 60s. What? Yeah, yeah, in Anchorage, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? You're blowing my mind. I don't yeah. know why, but like in my mind, I'm thinking you're hitting 20s and 30s. No, not at that highs. time. Not this time of the year. Not in Anchorage. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't bad, dude. All right. Not bad. No. And uh, so next day, where do you go? What's the deal? You guys are hiking or? No, we're not hiking. So we we all, we get everybody, we wrangle everybody up. We go for breakfast at this place up the road. Um, and then and then we head out. We start headed for Telkeetna, I think, was the first place we stayed. And we just kind of meander our way up there, pull off at, uh, you know, um, viewing areas, uh, things like that. Did you guys do a thing where you kind of like sat in a circle and we're just like, hi, I'm so-and-so and I'm from here and I'm traveling with my partner and... Uh, no, not really. Cause... We're both chefs in New York City to the stars. Like, do you know what I mean? Or like, no, most how did of you the know people those people? have met already through Zoom uh, or, did you? So did you meet? And there Zoom was with them? two. Yeah. Okay. And then there was two in-person meetups beforehand. Did you do those two? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. Um, so that's when you got that all out of the way. So like. I kind of, yes, but it was those meetings weren't like, um, hi, I'm so and so. This is what I do. This is who I am. It wasn't anything like that. It was more so just information about the group, but they introduced everybody in their name. So I at least knew people. I'm like, oh, that's that's so and so, and that's so and so, and that's you know what I mean. Uh, but I really didn't know anybody. So going in, I, you know, this is one of the things I was worried about because the only person on this trip I really knew was one of the guys leading it, yeah. Russ. Uh, I know him from UB. And I didn't know what to expect group dynamic-wise because right. nobody knows anybody unless you're coming as a couple or, like, friends. Um, right. Nobody knows each other. How is everybody going to get along? Right. Um, especially you know in this world now. Be, dude. Yeah, especially in this world now. Yeah. And, and, well, and even before that, just knowing how clicky people are. Yeah. Um, Breakfast club, bro. Yeah, yeah. But you guys were put in detention together. Yeah, that's the thing. You're put in detention together. So we were put in a 15 person van and said you got to deal with it for the next 10 days. Wow. <laughs> well, next seven days. Whether you um, like the person or not. So it was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time, dude. Were there any moments that you felt scared, no. nervous? No, and I was there and any I went creepy out. moments. There weren't any creepy places you guys went. Um, no haunted play. They weren't like here's a haunted cabin. No, Portland was pretty. It's supposed to be really haunted. It's like the <laughs> oh, first yeah. settlement on the West Coast, dude. Oh yeah, dude. All the Shanghaiing that went on there too. A lot of a um, lot of history out but there. But no, not really anywhere uh, anything. And we went up to this mine area the first day uh, up in the mountains where I said we were sledding down the. Uh, the My mountain. bloody Valentine. Um, but we couldn't get back there to the mines oh. because the road was snowed. It they only plowed it to a certain area. Uh Gotcha. But yeah, I think that was, I mean, it was really nothing. It wasn't anything like that. The, the most eeriest place maybe was Stampede Road. Now, in your group, did you, oh, sorry, go ahead. Chris McCandless walked off into the wild. That's oh, probably the most eerie spot. That's a, yeah, yeah, that's kind of an eerie thing, right? Yeah. Um, did you guys ever talk about horror movies? Like, did they, did you doing this podcast <sighs> come up at all? Once briefly? Yeah. And then somebody said something about, oh, I love horror movies. And then we never touch base on it again. Oh. But that's okay. That's okay. Because I wasn't there for that. I'm not there no, to I promote know, myself. I know. No, no, no. I talk I about this shit all the time. It would have been kind of cool, though, to have that. No, kind no, of, I know. know. Now, here's the other thing that's pretty okay. cool. Two different things you sent me twice that uh, we have our stickers now in Alaska. We have our stickers in a couple places, and I didn't send you all of them. So here's the thing if we have any listener, is it Anchorage where they're at? 
Oh, there's there's uh, some in Homer. There's two okay. in Homer at okay. the Salty Dog Saloon. Okay. Ooh, um, okay. Listen yeah, to that. Let's see if you can find okay. them. Dude, I want people to take pictures of them when they go and find these places and then tag us in the pictures. Yeah. And you know what? I'll, I'll, I don't know. I'll send them a prize. I'll send them something. something we got to come dude. up with a good prize. We'll buy, we'll buy them an, a year subscription to Shudder. Uh, that'd be a good idea. That's year subscription one. to Shudder if you go to Alaska or already live in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, imagine if, I want somebody to take a picture. So, so there's some in Anchorage. There's some in Homer. Where else do we have them? Um, at there, there's one on the back of the sign. Uh, at the at this mountain, uh, where the fuck is it? It's off of uh, Gold Cord Road, up on a mountain somewhere on a sign. If you can Boom. find it, uh, heading towards the old mines. Yeah, Boom. so if you can find that one, there you go. Um, where the fuck else, dude? I think there's one in Telkeetna. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. I want people to find it. Whoever whoever takes a picture of of that and tags us in it, uh, they will. There's some in there's something around uh, uh, the get upper it. northwest, too, the, Pacific West, Northwest. Get a year subscription to Shutter. Courtesy, Do I count? No, courtesy <laughs> of Out of the Shadows. Oh, um, I know some. I, I they're taking another group up there to uh-oh. Alaska this August, dude. Oh, oh. Um. All right, dude. Let's get into this. We're back. Okay. Yes. Holy cow, we're back. We're back into. Not the only 80s are we too. back into our regular flow, but yes, we're back in the eighties, dude. Oh, I've been itching, dude, to get back. <sighs> I, into know, the 80s. I know. Been I know. I know. Cause it's there's something about it, dude. It's been a while. Think you, about you it. We took we took match. quite a uh, t- quite a break. We also had an extra episode in that break with Courtney on the show, mm-hmm. and then you were gone. So then there was a two day two episodes. I was going to say two weeks because we know they came out late, but there were two episodes that were not '80s talk. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to jumping back into it. Good. Uh, whether or not I'm looking forward to talking about this movie means... Ooh. Uh, well, I guess we know that's how you feel about it. <laughs> remains to be seen. Let's see. Okay, so we're jumping back into 1985. If you're new to this show and you have no clue what you're getting into, we watched a documentary back in the day called In Search of Darkness, a very comprehensive four-and-a-half-hour uh, delve into 80s horror movies. Did you hear the... What's the other one they're making right now? Not the sci-fi one, but the other one. The action hero one? Or? Yes, I think that one's going to be over five hours, Holy dude. cow. Yes. Yes, so Unreal. if you haven't seen the documentary, check it out. It's amazing. But what we're doing for this podcast is we're following every year that they cover on that documentary and all the movies. We watch them and we talk about them. And this one is 1985. The first one that they featured was a film called The Company of Wolves. A family pet, a bedtime story, the familiar landscape of childhood. You have to come out sometime. You can't sulk in there forever. Where witches and wolves are the forces of evil. Where good will triumph and all will end happily. Your granny spoils you. She makes you think you're something special. That red shirt. But this is no fairy tale. This is where legend ends and survival begins. Where the dreams of childhood hold no promise of a happy ending. Big eyes you have. (laughs) 
kind of wolves are hairy on the inside. And when they bite you, they drag you with them to hell. Did I scare you? I am sorry. When I killed it, it was a wolf. And then before my very eyes. Neither child nor adult, wolf nor human. This is the twilight world which lies between the pages of any fairy tale. My, what big arms do you have? To deny it is to kill the child that lives within us all. To enter it is to kill the dreams of childhood. Jesus, what big teeth you have! How did you hear a story like that? Not a story, but God's honest truth. Granny told me. of wolves. They are all the company we keep, even in our dreams. Um, I'm gonna say straight out, dude. Okay, yes, we're coming out of the theater. What's yeah. your what's your what's your opinion, Crip? We're driving home from the drive-in. What's wow. your opinion? My opinion is um I can see why people are gonna like it. Okay. It's not a film for me. Okay, fair enough. It's fair just enough. it's not a film for me. No, I got gotcha. you. Um, I'm not into the like. This had a a very fairy taleish quality to it, and not about not even yes. just with the content and the way it looks, right? But like the way it was filmed. There's this kind of glow to the film. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And there were all these little things that like. In fairy tale, so fair with fairy tales, right? Mm-hmm. Fairy tales aren't just a, a straight story. No. Fairy tales were always warnings, mm-hmm. right? And they were warnings to children. Yep. And that's what this is. It's a fairy tale, but disguised well, disguised as a werewolf movie, or would you say it's a werewolf movie disguised as a fairy tale? Whichever. I, I would I'm, say I would say a fairy tale disguised as a werewolf movie. Yeah. And I wasn't like I wasn't like oh this is awesome like this is great. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like when it started I was like okay let's get into this and see what's happening right because it starts in present time. Yeah yeah yeah. But then when it when it took the turn I was just like all right and then yeah, I, was I wasn't like, expecting uh, that either. Dude. And I, and it was so I had to force myself force myself to continue to focus on it. So many times I went to pick up my phone and I was like, "God, come on, I got to pay attention." Then I'd rewind it and keep watching. So, okay, how about you? Um, what's what's your first thoughts when you finish watching it? There's a lot I like about it, uh huh, and there's a lot that's rough. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of in the middle, man. There, there's a lot that I really, really liked about it. Yeah. Uh, but then there was a lot that I was like, oof. Um, my, f- as I'm watching this movie and listening to the dialogue, mm-hmm. um, th- this would work way better as a stage play than it would a movie. Yeah. I could probably see that. Yeah. Yes. It even felt like the sets were all on the stage. The sets, 
the yeah, dude, the sets, the dialogue, uh, some of the acting, um, it just some of the situations, it just all would have made more sense as a stage play. It would have been way better as a stage play. We could be this could be cats. <laughs> you know what I mean? What it really is is Little Red Riding Hood, right? Yes. It's it's yep. a, it's, a, it's almost like a, a retelling. Well, yeah. yeah, a retelling because it does follow the original story of Little Red Riding Hood more so than like the grim version or But the thing with this film is that it really pushes into this whole thing that as a fairy tale that has a message and a message that it's a warning. Oh yeah. This is a warning to girls, young mm-hmm. girls about not giving it up. Yeah. Not giving it up. Yep. Don't give it up to these men when they want it because men are wolves. Yeah. Right? And you're going to get two kinds of wolves. You'll get the kinds of wolves that are wolves on the outside, but they're men on mm-hmm. the inside, right? So werewolves. Like, Or you're going to get the ones that are true wolves on the inside, right? They're wolves disguised as men. Yep. And that's what this movie is. And the, this move, so it starts out, like I told you, it starts out in modern day for when it was filmed. So like early 80s, maybe even. 84. Right. Um, and this this couple arrive home. Were they at the grocery store? I don't know if they, they came home. Yeah, with. it looked like they were at the grocery store. And yeah. their older daughter, oldest daughter, probably in her 20s, comes out to greet them. You think she was that old, dude? Like maybe 20, 19, 20. How old do you 20? think the main character was? She's 14. Yeah, she was like, no, she was like 12, 13, dude. Well, when she filmed it, she so was 14. So the sister, I thought, was like I, 16. I thought she was. She seemed older, dude. Or maybe it's just because that's how they look. They look older yeah, back well, in the 80s, yeah, 70s, yeah, and yeah, 80s, no, right? But she totally looked like maybe 19 or 20 to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so I want to say this, too. Like That girl was 14 when she was filming this role. I know. Um, and, they, and they had to cut it. He rewrote a lot of it because of that. There was, uh, so we, we see them arrive, right? And they're like, what's your sister doing? She's saying, oh, she's, she's just being depressed, this depressed little teenage girl. And mm-hmm. she's up in her room and she's just sleeping her day away. And there she's like, no, you need to go wake her up. So she goes up to wake her sister up and the sister has the door locked. And she is, she's sleeping, right? And for 14 years old, this girl looks like she's about to go walk the streets with all that makeup on yeah, sleeping, know, dude. dude, right? <laughs> But she falls. She's sleeping, right? And so we go into what we just re- have to realize it's a dream now. We're going to go into what she's dreaming about. Yep. And she's dreaming about her sister being chased through the, the woods by wolves, being attacked by wolves, and yes. then killed by a wolf. So do we want to talk about it and make our comments as we go through it here? Let's do it, Because yeah. let's do it. Okay. Go. First of all, that's how the movie actually opens, is with the dog at the fountain. When we circle yeah, back yeah, into the yeah. fairy tale, we're at that fountain, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that dog comes running in, and it runs into the house, and the sister's running through the house, and they're going through the house, dude. And I've never lived in a in an English house like that, you know, whatever. But it felt like a maze, and it felt very mm-hmm. weird. because Not not weird in a bad way, but it, it felt very off-putting as a viewer, like The Shining or something. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I'm still waiting to say, okay, what's going to happen with this movie, right? Because this is the Dude, I didn't, 30 I didn't, minutes in, and I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't with write this movie. what I, I mean, I didn't read what it was about. So no, I didn't, me neither. You know, no. So I didn't know. I didn't really remember what they said in the documentary either. I just remember werewolves being the thing, right? Yeah. So it was like, all right, so let's check. So she dreams, and the transition, the way they do it is the, it, the camera just kind of looks out towards, mm-hmm. towards the window, right? And there's the woods out in the distance. And then all of a sudden, we see this. Like I said, the sister gets killed by wolves. Um, 
And we cut to her family that we saw in modern times. Mm-hmm. They're also her family in this in this fairy tale world. Yeah. And she's there too, this girl that was dreaming. And her name is Rosalie. Rosalind. 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 I think something so. like that, right? Yeah, so the idea is is that this little town this little village in the woods, right? Mm-hmm. A fairy tale kind of village in the woods. And and they're having a funeral for the sister. Yeah, they're having a funeral for the sister. We see the families there. The mom is not catatonic, but she's just kind of like she's, she's just not, upset. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she's Granny's there. Granny's there with her, played by Angela Lansbury. Yep. Um, kids of the eighties will know her from Murder She Wrote. Uh, so she they're there, and they have the they have the the funeral, and the mother tells Rosalind, you know. Give your sister a kiss so you'll remember her. She kisses mm-hmm. the corpse and they bury her in ashes to ashes and dust to dust. And Granny's like, "Let me take you know Rosalind with me tonight, so Mother you can guys mourn, can just right? Sleep, do what you need to, yeah." And so Granny takes her to her house, which is through the woods, right? They have mm-hmm. to go um, over the river mm-hmm. and through the woods to Grandmother's house. Yep. Uh, remember that song? Yep. <laughs> <coughs> Which, it wasn't lost on me, right? This idea that granny, grandmother lives in the woods, right? And that kind of, that's the fairy tale thing. And while she's walking and taking the path through the woods, she's giving her these lessons that you hear in the fairy tales. Like, yes. always stay on the path. You never venture never off the path. stray from the path. The path, right? Not only in the woods to keep yourself safe, but on life. Like, stay on the right path. Don't stray from the path. Yep. It's all of these, like, double things that are double happening through this whole movie, right? Um, one of the other things was, oh, they get to her house and there's like, you know, it's, it's this one of these little kind of, um, cottages in the, in the, in the forest and there's apple trees all around. And yep. one of the new other lessons, cause the girl's like, can I have one of your apples? She's like, sure. So she picks it up from the ground and takes a bite and it's got a worm in it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's another lesson you need to learn. She's like, you never eat an apple that was wind, windblown or something. I never. Yeah. Never eat a windblown uh, apple. Yeah. Well, and which never is smart. Trust right? a man. <laughs> Whose eyebrows meet? I was like, the f- what the fuck did this writer have against but guys see, with... <laughs> but see, now that line at that point doesn't strike me as weird because Grandma said some other dialogue before yeah. that was... It was like, it's, that, okay, but it's like old off. wives' tales, right? Yes, it's one yes. of those things, but it's, 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 again, these lessons that were learned in yes. fairy tales and these stories. So... While they're while she's uh you know they're inside the house and they're talking, she decides she's going to make a shawl for her. Right, she was going to make one for, for the, other the older one, but yep. now she's dead. And she's like, "I liked you better anyway." I'm like, <laughs> "What the fuck? That's fucked up." And uh, basically, she's making her a riding hood. Mm-hmm. Okay, a red one. Yep, a red riding hood. And while she does that, she says, "I'm going to tell you a story." So now, this is one of the things I like about the film. I've always liked movies where you have your your movie, mm-hmm. and then they start telling you a story, and in that story, the characters tell us another story. I like the story within the story within the movie. I love it. See, I'm not a big fan of it in this movie. I see why they were... It, was, it made this movie almost half anthology. Yeah, it really did, <laughs> But dude. the stories lent to what they needed to for this film. So you have your anthology with your bookends, and then your 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 uh, and the stuff throughout the middle, weaving it, weaving those stories together. Yeah, well, I forget what it called. It's like a bridge. Yeah. Well, in music, words. it's the bridge, right? So, dude, but yeah. So, this first story, do you remember what it was? Uh, it was about the woman who marries a traveling man. Yeah, 
Yep. So again, so this marries. is another warning to women, right? You should never... A traveling man is not faithful because yep. he moves around and spreads his seed. Yep. Yep. He. Uh, so she marries the traveling man. Yep. Um, and they go into the cabin or their house for their first night as newlyweds. Yep. yep. And then he needs to go and leave out into the front yard because it's a call of nature yes, coming upon he's him. He's take a piss. And I yes. like I like the way she said it. He had to make water. <laughs> like they used to say back in those days. Um, so he leaves. And just like little Timmy's dad who never came back from buying cigarettes. Yep. He's gone, dude. Never comes back. So what the fuck? So they finally bury him. I think they what? They bury him and declared him dead. Um, and she got remarried and had kids. Yep. Um Years later, because the kids later, are like three yeah. years old now. Like one's three, one's like two yeah, or one. Yeah, they the go through each one. Yeah. Um, and then, lo and behold. Her husband's out hunting or something, right? Yeah, he went he's hunting. a huntsman. Yep. yep. Um, lo and behold, guess who shows up? The original husband. And he's one looking day. scraggly with some long ass hair, bro. Yeah. And he comes in, sits down at a table and says, he's hungry, feed me. And then he starts giving her shit because she had somebody else's baby. He looks at the kids. He's like, and, where, where do those things come from? And she's yeah. like, my belly. <laughs> Um. So again, so then he tries to attack her. Yeah. Um. Because I, I mean, I I don't know what he expected. But yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, he tries to attack her. Then that's when the husband comes home and shoots him. Uh. Well, does he shoot him or he hits him? I can't remember which one it was, but he starts ripping his face off, dude. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. He starts. Oh, that's what way before. First. That's right. Yeah, he starts ripping his face off, dude. Yeah. And it's like, this reminded me very much of, um, uh, well, Poltergeist, that scene yeah. in, the, in, the, in the, the washroom, but then okay. also Raiders of Lost Ark. In oh, the Raiders of yeah, Lost Ark, yeah, dude. I see that. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It also reminded me of Sam Raimi. Yes, this was very, very much. This scene here was very much Sam Raimi-esque mm-hmm. in, in how kind of goofy it looked to me. Yes. And I was just like, okay. Here's a tale that's telling us about the wolf inside a man's wearing a man's skin, right? Mm-hmm. Be careful of this. And this is a warning to you young women out there. Always be careful even though there are, you know, you should never trust any man is what she's saying because there's going to be men who seem like nice guys, but trust us, in the inside there's something about them that don't make them nice. Yep. And then that there's men who outwardly they'll let you know that they, you know, they they're kind of rough. And then they really are. Yeah. Like, what did you think? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so that's our first tale here. And that yep. goes down, right? And but this is also this is also where we get the first instance. Because remember, like I said, he, I think he hits the wolf when, when the guy turns into the wolf. And the wolf, head, wolf loses his head. Yep. He goes flying into a bucket of milk. Yep. And then it turns red and it comes up and it's a human head. So this is where we get the first instance of this because yes. we see this again later on. Yes. We also uh, get, uh, oh, so we cut out of that, right? And she's mm-hmm. just like, oh, so there's one of your, here's, a, that's a story for you. And so she goes to sleep that night. And so the next day she's with her family. And there's this thing that like in this little village, the wolves are a problem. They come in oh, and yeah. they slaughter the animals once in well, a while. Oh, yeah, back in that time. Yeah, of course they're going to be. Um, there's this little boy, right, that's in this town that has taken a shine to her, mm-hmm. to little Rosalind. And he wants her, he wants, asks her, Will you go walk in the woods with me after Sunday service, mm-hmm. right? And um, she's kind of like, eh, I don't know, sure, right? But again, the the movie itself, it's it's like this message of like, 
she has being told all of these lessons, and is she making the right decision to yep. walk with him because yep. she's supposed to not? And uh, so there's that little thing that's kind of playing out. We're also getting, you know, the the mother and and, and father still dealing with the fact that they lost oh, their daughter. Yeah. Yep. Um, she's back with Granny, right? Is and, this when they're under the tree and the priest is trimming yeah, the tree? Yeah, she's back with Granny. They're by the church. She's telling him the story, the, her the story while I think they're helping with like the the landscaping at the church, and the priest is up there. No, I think the they were there at, at the sister's grave. Is that what they were doing? I think that's what they were doing. Okay. I don't know. They were doing something at the cemetery. Again, yeah. <laughs> they were doing something at the cemetery. So she's telling him, like you said, about this this young man with where his eyebrows meet. Again, Granny has fascination with this. And, and, and it's, I don't know, if was that just like an old See? wives' tale back in the day that they were werewolves? And again, these intercut stories. Going back to the first one about the woman who marries a guy with uh, a unibrow. Yeah. I thought that was a woman... I thought that woman was supposed to be Granny when she was younger, and she's telling like oh she's no. telling it as a warning, like a fairy tale, but it actually happened to oh, her. Oh, see, I didn't take it that way. You know I, told, I, mean? I took it as her telling a fairy tale story. So again, I don't like these intercut stories. Um, so this one, the idea is is that he meets the devil. Yes. So this girl is driving the Rolls mm-hmm. Royce with the devil in the back, and then he gives him this salve, and this boy takes it and wipes it on his chest and. All of a sudden, starts turning into the starts tur- turning into the werewolf. Well, he starts getting all the hair on his chest. So, are you selling a soul to the devil? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And then there's some divines that grow out. And, and, oh yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Grab them and all that stuff. So I. So what again, I th- Sam Raimi? What I think this one is right. I took that as the boy going through puberty, right? Mm, and okay. e- even though he's not a man yet, now he's a boy, and because he's and a boy now, he sold his soul to the devil. As soon as he starts sprouting. He immediately is the, the the sprouting, all that stuff. Basically, um, 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 what do you call it? Um, Interesting. Puberty. Mm-hmm. Puberty is from is a, when it hits the boy. It's the work of the devil, because he's going to become what all these other tales of caution have been as well. And that's how it ties into this boy that keeps trying to like get her to kiss him because it's not just walk with me through the woods, which he's trying to say innocently at first, right? Yeah. Because they then do he starts go to trying church. trying to get on to coming on to her. Right. Like they strong. do go to church. They start walking through the woods and then he's like, just let me kiss you. Just let me like, he's trying to open her blouse. Mm-hmm. Like, and again, this girl's 14 years old. Yep. Jesus Christ. Yep. Cause we're going to get to some more in a little while. Um, and, she, you know, she 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 kisses him at first, but then, you know, she's like, she, he's going a little too overboard. She starts running through the woods. He starts chasing her, and she's hiding. And while he's trying to find her, he comes across cattle that's been mutilated. Yes, and he's like, "All right, there's wolves," and he starts freaking out. And he's he's like, calling because they know that they're know there, because that that's how wolves. her sister died. Right. So he's running back to tell them that there's wolves. He gets back to the village and says there's wolves. And her dad, Rosalind's dad's like, "Where's my daughter?" And so this is a boy. I'd have to assume he's probably like 15. Yeah. Right? 15 or six, 15 years old. Yeah, I'd say no more than 15. Um, is screaming that there's wolves. Her dad wants to know where his daughter is. He grabs his kid and starts beating the shit out of him. Well, you know and what? Then, and then dad, the other dad comes in and says, don't beat my son. And he starts fighting. And then and he mom, gets beat up. Then mom jumps in on this shit, too. She jumps in and is just like, don't hit. Like, people are all grabbing each other. Like, the little kid's, like, biting the dude's leg. It was like, <laughs> what the hell? What time period is it, though? They used to do that, dude. Not when they had Rolls Royces. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. Um, that but, was that's the devil. That's not the common folk. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, dude, I was thinking the same thing. Like, that's just what happened, man. You beat yeah. the shit out of a kid when they did that, that stuff. From what I understand, that used to be how my family get-togethers used to be. <laughs> uh, but then Rosalind's there, and they're like, oh, she's fine, she's fine. But holy shit, there is a wolf problem in there. Yeah. So they go to try to hunt a wolf. Yep. And while they're doing it, they set this trap. The wolf comes and falls for it, falls into a trap. They all shoot it. He goes back home. Dad goes back home. Rosalind's there with her mom. and Well, before he gets home... Rosalind's there with her mom. She's like, Mom, I'm going to tell you a story. Mm-hmm. And she's like, sure, you want to tell me a, a fairy tale? Right? Because she's like, once upon a time. <laughs> she's like, wait, you going to tell me a fairy tale? She's like, yeah. And this one is she's about... you and your fucking fairy tales, kid. And this one's about this rich, high society kind of Elizabethan era. people, yep. Right? Because uh, they have all the powdered faces and the Kind lipstick. of like 31. Malcolm McDowell and two women. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. The wigs, you know what I mean? The, the yep. petticoats, the whole thing. Um, this is going on. It's a big dinner. She's telling the story about this oh, it's guy. it's a wedding. Or, or a wedding, yeah. This guy who's getting married. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, he had impregnating a woman from a village. Yep. Right? And so while this wedding's going on, this woman comes in. And I'm assuming she's a witch because... She made some shit go down. She starts looking at him, accusing him, being like, what, you don't remember me? Yeah, I'm not good enough for you. Uh, I know I didn't look like this with and this belly when you first met me. Rubbing her big ass belly. <laughs> I know I didn't have this when you first met me, but because you met me, And you know, she's it. a peasant woman, so you know that's not for eating good. Yeah, and everybody's like looking at this in shock, like what mm-hmm. the hell's going on? And then uh, she does this weird thing where she looks at the mirror and it shatters and... Through the mirror, you could see the reflection in everybody, and they all start going crazy. And then we get yeah, close-up shots into, oh, yeah. of their hands and feet turning into paws and shit. How can you even, like, after after American Werewolf in London, how can you even come with something like this and, and expect to be taken? Like, I understand you're trying to tell a fairy tale story. And again, <laughs> this is another yeah. reason why I think this movie would have worked better as a stage play. And, and we start one, seeing them turn into dogs, like the actual wolves themselves. Yes, but it was a lot of quick shots, trick angles through the yeah. broken glass. Yep. So I think they saw their first transformation and were like, oof, <laughs> we need to do something about this. Because, <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't a, a, a full-on transformation like the first one was. It was all different. Each one was something different. Yes, and a different yes. which is cool. It feels like they which brought cool. in different people to do it. You know what I mean? Which, again, lends into that that um, anthology feeling. But yeah. So she tells her mom about this, and her mom is shocked. She's like, where the fuck did you hear this shit? She's like, yeah. Granny told me this story. So like, you're too young for this shit. She's like, Granny keeps telling you some crazy-ass shit. Stop listening to your granny. Dad bursts in. We killed the wolf, and he's all fucking just shaking like he yeah. saw a ghost. And they're like, oh, it was a wolf. He's like, yeah, and I, I cut off its paw. And he's like, okay. And he's got it wrapped in, his, in, this, in this cloth. And he's like, yeah, but it was, it's, it was a paw. When he I goes, cut it off, it was a paw. Yeah, and he goes, what are you, okay? And he goes, but now, and he unravels it, and it's a man's hand. Yep. And he goes, and he says something about, like, I don't I don't know if my, you know, if I can believe my eyes. Because they saw it change before right. that. Right. And she goes, well, can you believe it if you touched it? The Rosalind goes up and just touches it. What, mm. she hits it or does something with it. So now it's like, holy shit, what the hell's going on, right? Yep, coming back to the, the first story that Granny but told. They killed it. Yep. They killed it. The village should be safe. That that wolf should no longer be around. See, and here's again, 
exactly why I'm thinking that these stories are true stories that are being told because of because uh, there's a couple other things that come after this too that kind of lend into it of yes these are fairy tales these are warning stories that I'm telling you they seem fantastic but they actually happened because now we're calling back to the first story that was told with the human losing a or the, the wolf losing a body part and it turned human now it's happening in the quote unquote real world yeah you know what I mean so it's it's more now she's seeing that it's more than just a story right you know that they're not just wives tales yes. Yes. And let me just put this in here, too. There are sleens just sparse throughout this entire fairy tale dream where we see real life girl in bed yes. still dreaming. And again, this There's reminds where me. where she's crying. She just has like tears. Or she's sleeping down her in face. the bed. They're kind of like it's a cop out way of uh, transitional scenes, too. Little, um, little drops hitting the floor yep. in time to the music. But this reminds me also, uh, this reminds me of quite a few movies here, dude. Um, the Never Ending Story. Yeah, I see that totally. You know? Yeah. And in that, that was a tale within a tale, too, they had. Yes. Um, so now that they're, the wolf is gone, Rosalind's like, now I can go through the woods again to grandmother's house. She needs some supplies. I'm going to bring them to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and mom's like, you know, I don't know. Just bring something. So she brings a knife with her. And she starts making her way through the woods. And here comes the boy again. He's like, hey, what's up? Can we get that kiss? Can I come with you? Where are you going? Blah, blah, blah. And she says, I'll like, protect you. And he pulls out this fucking yeah. stick a little of buck a knife. knife. Yeah. And he, she, he, she pulls like, out this. No, nah, this is a knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was basically a dagger. Yeah. Right? Um, and so she loses him. Like she, she ends up taking off and loses him. And now she's on her own. She doesn't mm-hmm. need that boy. Right. And she comes across this man. A yes. huntsman. With very, a funny accent. A very... Affluent. Charming, very rugged, like chiseled kind of good-looking man. Yes. Like the prince in The Little Mermaid. Yeah, and they're talking, and there's a little bit of flirting going on. He's saying some things to her, and he's and really how old charming is she? him. <laughs> and so this is why I want to say this part. This is where I was like, this is weird, dude. She's 14 years old. Mm-hmm. This dude was 40. When he filmed that role? 40. Oh, jeez. I didn't know he was that old, dude. So when he grabs her and they wrestle to the ground and he's on her and barely putting his lips to her, see, he's 40. When he kisses her later on the lips in the room, very sexualized, shirtless, all of this stuff is happening when he's 40. I can see why she never did another movie after this. She did a couple, but not many. Um, But I understand... See, it's difficult because this is one of the reasons I really like this story. I was like, who because fucking filmed this Polanski dude? Yeah, right. Jesus. Um, the, one of the reasons I really like this is because it's the old um, story of Red Riding Hood, the loss of innocence, and we're seeing that. Yeah. Um, however, it's, a, it's, it's, it's very off-putting. Yes, it's defi- I get it. It was not just even loss of innocence. It's, it was definitely this kind of uh, underlying theme of a girl transitioning into womanhood, going through puberty herself. Well, yeah. Right? Even with yeah. the whole thing with the white flower and then the, it became red, like it slowly all became red. Well, this whole thing was like a, 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 a wet fever dream, dude. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So Yeah, she's because, a, yeah, like, yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, dude. So um, so he meets her and, and he... Uh, you know, he's they're talking and he's he, he's flirting with her and tells her, you know what? She's like, I have to get to my grandmother's house. And he says, you know what? I bet you I'll get there first because he shows her like I have this thing that helps me travel. It's a compass, right? Yep. Oh, nice compass. Um, 
but she's not heeding her grandma's warning because he's a traveling man. And, and he's, he's got, got a compass. And his eyebrows meet. And his eyebrows meet. So two out of three, right? So Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> they, she's like, all right, you're on. I'm on for this bet. I, uh, I want to bet your compass. If I beat you there, I want that compass. Mm-hmm. And he goes, all right, cool. But if I beat you there, I want a kiss. She's like, all right. And they go. And he gets there first. And of course. Knocks on the door. And Granny tells him, come on in. Just like the this is where it's the little Red Riding Hood story mm-hmm. now. She comes in and now he's looking like a wolf. Yep. Oh, it's because he saw what was it, a dead animal or something on the with the blood. Remember, as soon mm. as he had the blood, he started slowly starting to transform. He gets in there and she's shocked. But then Granny throws down. Yeah, dude. Like, what's her face from uh, Bingo Hell? Yes, Lupita. She was, she was not going quietly into the night. Well, it's Angela Lansbury. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> she's not. She was going about to. to beat some ass, and she starts fighting him. Right. This is and again, this is Mrs. Teapot from fucking Beauty and the yes, Beast. Dude. She ain't playing games. But again, going back to the, the callback of the first one, how she was there when the first wolf died. Now she's beating the shit out of him again, dude. That's why I'm thinking so that they were all in the that real was, world. That was her that was there when the first wolf died. Well, because it looked like her. As a younger woman, that's I, I don't again think that it was threw it, it off. I, I, I hate maybe when, in your mind it did that, yeah. And I don't like when movies cast people that look too similar in situations like that because then yeah. it it triggers the mind to think like that. There you know were I mean? weird things here and there. Where there I was, was like, a lot, the... dude. Um, yes. So he ends up slapping her, and her head flies off. It hits the wall and shatters because it's made of ceramic. Yeah, I don't understand that part. I'm not. Maybe I'm not. Um, I don't educated even, enough. I don't even jump. I, don't I can't even jump into that. However, I like the choice. For me, I was like, I mean, why not now? Because it <laughs> added not? so much into the fairy tale world. It added so much into the fever yeah. dream feel. Um, I thought it was a very good decision for that. But it made me go, sure, why not? <laughs> and I had to like pull up my phone and look again. I'm like, are we sure Sam Raimi's not on this right now? I. I don't. I think it was maybe right before this part, maybe when they were killing the wolf. Where I had to stop and make sure I was watching the right movie. <laughs> I was like, uh, I really hope I'm watching the right movie. That's gonna be a really weird conversation yeah. when we start recording. Um, so she's dead. Yep. Poor and granny. now, uh, Rosalind gets there, and she sees him there. She's like, "Where's my granny?" And he's like, "She's out getting wood." From, from the forest getting brush she's like what you let an old lady go out there what's wrong with you she looks out she's like i don't see her and he's uh he stands up he starts getting a little Closer. aggressive she snags his gun that he had kind of laying to the side yep points it at him and um shoots him well first they start to get close to each other and she's like whatever and she steps on the glasses and she sees her granny's glasses on the floor oh yeah 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 and that's, that's when she she's knows just that like granny's boom dead. fuck this dude and um yeah she shoots him right in the arm yep and, and he starts getting a little more feral now yeah uh, well before that i love how it was like He's trying to embrace her. He's like, where's that kiss, right? And, mm-hmm. and It's like, gentlemen keep their promises. What about do girls? So he starts to embrace her, and she pushes off. She's like, my, what big arms you have. And he's yep. like, the better to hug you with, my dear, mm-hmm. like the wolf. And then the, when he gets that kiss, the how what big teeth you have, right? And that's where he starts getting feral and shit, and so she shoots him. But again, 
14 and he's 40 something in 1980s. We're not talking about the olden days. Uh, anyway, that happens. And, uh, you know, again, I up, get it, but I don't get it. Now we get to see him turn into a wolf. Yes. And two different times now we've seen, or three times in this movie, uh, during a transition, we also see these boa constrictor tongues that come flying out of their mouths. Yeah, what is dude. that about? What is this thing? Half venom? Do you yeah, know what I mean? Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Jesus, Exactly. Dude. So, again, very sexualized, though, I feel like. Oh, this is, Again, this is about, you know, a lot absolutely. of what this is about, the transition of, you know, the youth from a girl to Overly woman. Overly sexual entendres throughout, dude. I mean, All of Little Red Riding Hood in with. itself is already that, dude. You now know? she has to deal with fucking tongues lapping at her, right? Yeah. So, uh, but she turns in, he turns into a dog. He turns into a w- actual wolf. And, um... She's now she's trying to pet him. She feels bad for shooting him, and she's just like, "All right, let me tell you a story now." Yeah. So she tells him a story about a wolf that comes out of a well, a well from hell, runs into this, yeah, from the underworld, from hell, runs into this town, gets shot, and then starts running while it's injured, and keeps running and running and running mm-hmm. and running. And she goes to the church, and again, this looked like the same church and the same pastor. It is, yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, is yeah. she just incorpororating those things she, into yeah, her she story. Turns, she, she's running into a, she's as a wolf, but then yeah, she gets to. The, you're right. She gets to the church and she turns into a girl. The girl, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the the pastor sees her and starts to patch her up and says, "You know, you'll be all right. We're gonna take care of you." Yeah, and that's the story. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, because he starts taking care of her. She gets better, and then she runs back off. Yeah, she runs back to hell. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's the story for her. And that's it. So for me, I don't know what you were going to call this. What was the, what was what would this have to do with any? Like I got lost in this story. I'm not sure how. Like I I was able to see how maybe the one ties into you know uh, the kid, right? Like stay away from that thing. And the one the traveling one told us to watch out for this guy that shows up at the end in her real life. Uh, you know what I mean? Like we see all of these things. Uh, we see the one where the woman was impregnated by somebody. Well, and- if we here, here's the thing. So here's one way you could take this, and this is kind of how I like to look at it. After this, her family shows up. Yep. Okay. And they um, see the and wolf. They go in, and the wolf leaves, and then another wolf leaves. So she's turned into a wolf. And well, here's gone the thing. With well, that's the thing. There's a wolf there. The dad's about to shoot it, but the mom stops her because she's wearing the same crucifix necklace that. She had given Rosalind mm, earlier yes, in the film. Yes. So now she knows Rosalind's a wolf. Yes. And then they go running off. Yes. So you could look at this story as Rosalind, because she's running off with this guy. You can tell she's already, she's battling her inner feelings for this guy. You can see throughout their entire interaction. Yeah. Um, so it seems like her decision's been made, right? Now she's telling him a story. Women are just like the men. Wolves on the inside girls on the outside but we will leave so she's telling him i'm gonna be a werewolf and i'm gonna go with you but don't fuck with me because i'm a woman and i will leave you showing that strong female empowerment interesting it's one way to look at it okay do i am i crazy or does that make sense i don't know i really couldn't tell you but she takes off as a wolf form with the other wolf and they run off with a bunch of wolves and those wolves somehow start 
coming into their reality because they they're running up uh, like the the house and the stairs and all of these things and one smashes through her window mm-hmm. in the real world where Rosalind's sleeping the real Rosalind and now she, we're all the way at the very very beginning she sits up and she's screaming and this wolf jumps in and all of her childhood toys fall to the floor and smash yes and there's one of our big things it has happened now she has transitioned into her puberty stage in womanhood, we mm-hmm. get the flashes of a white rose that slowly becomes red. Like this whole thing happens. Yes. And um and I finished the movie, like I said, going I get why people will like it. And we broke it down and discussed it because you yes. can analyze it and see a lot of these things. Yes, yes. And, and, that's, that, and that's one of the reasons I like it. Is for, for that. that I understand. Mm-hmm. But not for me. I gotta tell you, like, it was just like, okay. I mean, I sat through it. I get what was happening, and I see what kind of movie it was. I would probably am never gonna watch it again. Um, it was there were certain parts where I was like, meh. Yeah. When no, the Rolls Royce showed up, I was like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. What that, the yeah. hell? No, I agree. I was like, shouldn't it be a horse and carriage? I think. Um, look, they're never creative gonna always decisions. Be, yeah. Creative decisions that were made. I appreciate that. But they didn't do it for me. Yeah, the feel to the film. I guess what? Oh, one of the things we t- failed to talk about were some of her toys. This teddy bear. Oh, it's this very gingerbread yeah, man yeah. looking toy. And there's a scene when she falls asleep and her sister's running through the woods at the beginning, right? She's running. Th- and we knew it was a fairy tale world because all of a sudden there was this giant teddy bear and this giant, like, little gingerbread man that was run or sailor man, whatever that thing was, running after her and grabbing her. And the stuff, sister. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So uh, as soon as that happened, I was like, Okay. okay. See, when that happened, going. it really, it really gave me um, never ending story vibes. But there's something else too. But I can't. It's dark. It's definitely remember. dark, like that. Like never. Or all, oh, oh, like uh, oh, what else did I say? This this movie reminded me of quite a few things. Um, Labyrinth. Yeah, I could see that that fantasy realm yep. style thing. The dark crystal, and it had that kind of like this kind of haze to the filming quality. I don't know what. How do you yeah. call? What do you call it? There's this fuzz, this kind of glow. Yeah, because right? it's, it's like the like camera's a, up in the fog, dude. It's yeah, like a mist. It's, it's, it gives everything almost like a dreamy feel. Yeah, like everything's yeah. in a dream. So, never ending story. Yep. Uh, Labyrinth. Yep. The Dark Crystal. See that. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I see that too. Yep. Um, and then Pan's Labyrinth. I've never seen that. Really? Yeah, I've never seen Ooh, Pan's Labyrinth. We got to check, check that, that out. out. Put that on a list, right? Yes, that's a good one, dude. Um, we could yes, do Del I, Toro films. That could be cool. Um, yeah, but have anyway. you seen Nightmare Alley? Nope. Okay, yeah, it was filmed here, partially. But um, and he didn't he do the orphanage? Uh, I think he produced Guillermo that. I don't think he directed that. He did something in Spain where it was a a child. No, not not the orphanage. It was um, it was something where it was about a kid in an orphanage. I don't know. We'll look it up later. But anyway, back to the story. Um, yeah, again, not for me. No, I get you. I get and it's you. Okay. And, and and it's and yeah, totally fine. Uh, they're not all going to be hits. Um again, I meet you halfway. Yeah. Um, because there was like I said a lot that I appreciated about this. I loved the the um Little Riding Hood retelling. I did like that. Um, I did like that they said I, l- I like this fairy tale. What if we could invent a world that that this springs from? And yes. that's what I that's what I did like. Um I liked the set design, dude. Oh my god, it was gorgeous to me. Um I liked uh, the. I just had it, but it slipped away. Obviously, I didn't like it. I liked the the fantasy element of it because um, it's it's not what I was expecting. 
nor was a film that I would expect to be on this list. I understand why it is. I was going to say, do you consider um, it a horror film? I mean, the horror aspects on how you they're look looking at, at it, are, are the wolves and that kind of thing. But other than that, I don't think it's horror. I think it's it's more. I think it is depending fantasy. on how you look at it, dude. Um, it depends on how much horror you read out of it. I guess, yeah. Forty year old trying to get to a fourteen year old—that's scary. <laughs> yeah, true, true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it depends on how you look at it. It really does. It's not your traditional type of horror movie. True. That's true. One hundred percent, and not your traditional type of werewolf movie. Either. No, no, this not at is all. this was a different take on werewolves. Yes, and again, you know me, I'm not a big fan of werewolf movies, but again, this was a little bit different. Cool. One yes. thing I did appreciate about it was that it means we are back in 1985. Yes, we're back doing this, dude. So I was happy to be watching it for that reason. However, I'm I can't remember what our next one is. I'm crossing Ooh. my fingers it's something I'll be excited for or if it's something I've not seen, I hope well, it Do you want to hear my tidbits away. first? Oh shit. You see? See how long it's been? My god. You see how long it's been, bro? How long it's been? <laughs> I walk off into the woods and you forget. See how long quickly. it's been, dude? Um So anyway, so most of the wolves that are used in this movie aren't actually even wolves. Uh, I guess right, they had budgetary German constraints. Um and it was safety fears. Uh, Belgian shepherds. Shepherds, yeah. I can um, tell a lot of them were shepherds. Dude. And I guess when they did have... Because there were some scenes where they had the wolves. Yes. Um, interacting with the little girl. Um, and I guess the director uh, is supposed to uh, supposedly to have said... Because um, they had snipers on set. In case they had oh, to put Jesus the dogs down, Christ. dude. In case Because wolves can be tamed to a certain point. Yeah. Um, so I guess the director told the sniper, he says, if you got to shoot the dog, shoot the dog first and then shoot me afterwards because I don't think I could live with myself if something happens to the girl. Uh, but, that's interesting. Yeah, dude, that's insane when I read that. They had fucking snipers on set. Wow. Dude. Unreal. Um, Stanley Kubrick was, I guess, so impressed with the production design on this movie that he hired the production designer... Uh, Anton first to do his next film, which would be Full Metal Jacket. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yes. yes. That's weird. These are two separate movies. What the? F- what made him look at the set design here and say, "I would have thought." Know, let me see how that looks if we set it in Vietnam. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know how that equates. Although the Kubrick movie, um, Barry Lyndon which was made before this, um, I could have seen it for that, this guy doing the production design for that, because it's more along that lines of that Renaissance, Castles, English type of thing. You know yeah, I mean? and see, that's not my bag, but dude. Not, I'm not typically into that. Not, um, see, I am, dude. I love like medieval Europe. I love all that shit, dude. I mean, it's okay. It's just not something that draws me. Does when I was in like- college studying archaeology, I could go. I could have went either of two directions. Underwater archaeology in the Caribbean, which is what I was ultimately going to do, or medieval archaeology in Europe. So this shit's right up. My I alley, like dude. it. Don't don't get me wrong. Right when it comes to movies and or television no, shows, no, I'm not, no, you like, hate it, dude. Don't I'm try and say face I'm not with a Game me. of Thrones fan. Oh, see, I love you know Game I mean? of Thrones. Dude. Nah, Ugh. does nothing for me, bro. No, seeing dragons. I mean, I think they're cool and if done well, awesome. Um, I like playing Dungeons and Dragons. But Game of Thrones, and I, I don't what know about, if there's something about um, it that doesn't draw me. What about the greatest movie set in this time? Monty Python's Holy Grail. Well, that. <laughs> that is 
perfect. I'm um, just saying it's not something that draws me that makes me excited to see something. I'll watch them. I'll enjoy them. I ones, am, but it's got to be done good. Like there was a recent movie that came Robin out on Hood, Netflix. Men in Tights, loved it. Well, that's a special. <laughs> well, that's a different type of movie. <laughs> but there was a movie that just came out recently on Netflix called The King with Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. And it was set during this time it, period. Yeah. And I was excited to see this movie, dude. I really was because I again, if it's done right and it's done good, I'm more if it's a movie set in that time period, it's got to be like an epic, dude. Okay. Like Braveheart. Or uh, something like that, dude. It's got to be this long, super convoluted fucking... Movie yeah, like I think that. maybe this one too is a little too fairy tale-y. Uh, very yes, you know I mean? and that very Which much is okay, could be. but meh, I wasn't into um, it. So anyway, my last tidbit yeah. here. Ready? I guess uh, the director, um, no, uh, Neil not Jordan, Sam Ra- not Sam Raimi. No, Neil Jordan, the yeah. director. I guess he originally wanted uh, the devil, the guy in the Rolls Royce, to be played by Andy Warhol. However, for this kind of film, I see that. Yeah, oh I yeah, totally see it. Um, they, I think it was a producer went out to meet with Andy Warhol, and this was in, I believe, New York, and he had just been shot. Ooh. and he wanted to do it under the condition that the scenes he was in were filmed in New York because of fear of his travel. He was afraid he was going to get killed if he traveled anywhere. Um, but they wow. couldn't do it, so he couldn't do it. Crazy. And he wanted to do it, dude. That's insane. That'd have been awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, still, it doesn't change my mind. <laughs> no. I got you. No, hey, I it get you, dude. Right. It was that Whatever. Right. But anyway, what um, are we doing next week, dude? Next week, we're not doing anything. Um, because, what the f- because what the f- you don't agree with me, so I don't even want to have these conversations <laughs> anymore. <laughs> no, uh, next week. Uh, week two. Oh, this is what I've been waiting for. I've oh, been wanting oh, to see this movie. Here it comes. The Stuff. Oh, The Stuff. I've seen this once. I have been wanting to see this movie. Okay. Just because I know it's Larry Cohen. Do you know it? Have you seen it before? No. Just in the documentary. Okay. So, yeah, this will be interesting. Yeah, dude, I can't wait. Um, It's going to be good stuff, dude. So who do you who do you think he um, uh, incoincidentally raked thousands of dollars out of by leaving something from this production behind to call anthropologists from all over the world? to come in and look at it. Say what? Because he did Q with the nest. Okay. What do you think he left behind from this movie that caused uh, some department to spend thousands of dollars with flying anthropologists from all over the world? <laughs> that's right, because that fucking <laughs> egg. That's right, Because the nest, dude. In, the nest in, or whatever it was, that's right. That's right. Oh, this is going to be good, dude. I can't wait. Could you imagine if that happened again, dude? A second movie. You leave all this white stuff out, and it's like bubbling and shit, and somebody walks upon it, and they like cord it off and get this fucking hazmat and... team out there, dude. <laughs> yeah. You walk by, you're like, nope, I'm not seeing a goddamn thing. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Good, good callback, man. I almost didn't catch what you were talking about. I'm like, what the fuck's happening right now? Did I just like black <laughs> out and come to and be like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but then I got the reference. Anyway, all right, guys. Listen, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Um, we're back, man. It's, it feels good to to be yeah. back and doing it again. And I'm not by myself, just kind of rambling on like an idiot. I know feeling. Um, yeah, a lot of rambling that happened, but it's all right. It's okay. We're back. We'll be back next week with the stuff. Until then, for Jim Clark, this is Chris Chavez. We'll see you next week. Remember, keep your eye on the shadows.